scripture on her heart. Uh, we'll try our best to mind the Lord. Uh, I say it a lot, and I mean it. Every time I say it, there won't be nothing gets done without the Lord. Uh, I, I don't preach, and I don't know how to preach, but the Spirit does. And uh, got got one to maybe read this morning over in Jeremiah just a little bit. And uh, like I say, in, in pray. Uh, Few thoughts here, and just just pray you'd listen to the to the to the message and with you with your heart. And uh, I want to read maybe over in the in the twenty fifth chapter of Jeremiah. Read down for for a little ways here, and uh, give everybody a chance to maybe find your place, sir. Start reading in the first verse of the 25th chapter of the book of Jeremiah. It says, The word that came to Jeremiah concerning all the people of Judah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah. That was the first year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. The which Jeremiah the prophet spake unto all the people of Judah and to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, From the thirteenth year of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, even unto this day, that is the, the three and twentieth year, the word of the Lord hath come unto me, and I have spoken unto you, rising early and speaking, but ye have not hearkened. And the Lord hath sent unto you all his servants, the prophets, rising early and sending them, but ye have not hearkened, nor inclined your ear to hear. They said, Turn ye again now, every one from his evil way, and from the evil of your doings, and dwell in the land that the Lord hath given unto you, and to your fathers forever and ever. And go not after other gods to serve them, and to worship them, and provoke me not to anger with the works of your hands, and I will do you no hurt. Yet ye have not hearkened unto me, saith the Lord, that ye might provoke me to anger with the works of your hands, and to your own hurt. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, because ye have not heard my words, behold, I will send and take all the families of the north, saith the Lord, and Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and will bring them against this land and against the inhabitants thereof, and against all these nations round about, and will utterly destroy them, and take them an, an astonishment, and an hissing, and perpetual desolations. Moreover, I will take from them the voice of mirth, and the voice of gladness, and the voice of the bridegroom, and the voice of the bride, the sounding of the millstones, and the light 
of the candle. And I'll stop right there for just a little bit. I had this scripture come upon our heart uh, and got to thinking on some of these things and and, 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 and I guess it all started, I got, to, I got to thinking a little bit on David, and I got to thinking about the sins, you know, that had come into David's life, and, and the 51st Psalm kept coming to me there, where David was praying that the Lord would create in him a new heart, and where he said, Restore unto me the joys of thy salvation. And I got to thinking a little bit on that, Isaac, uh, 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 about those things, and, 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 and how that, uh, in, in our lives, how that, that sin and disobedience, that's where, that's where Judah was at in their life over there and in their, in their service unto God. They had turned their hearts away from the God that had always delivered them. They had turned their hearts away from the very, uh, uh, God that had gave them everything they had and, and, and started serving other gods and started, uh, uh, uh creating things with their own hands to worship. And I got to thinking about that, how that Jeremiah had preached unto them and, 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 and told them, there's some bad things coming your way if you don't turn your life around and if you don't give your heart uh, back unto the Lord solely and completely. <coughs> and, and you know, a lot of times we, we hear these messages down at the church and we hear, we hear God send word by the, the men of God that stand in the pulpit. And, and, and it's, a, it's a teaching us and it's a telling us to turn from some ways in our life and to get our hearts and our minds and our lives focused on our service unto God. And we hear these messages and we do just like they did back in the days of, of Judah and of Jeremiah right there in that day. And, and we don't hearken unto those things. If you read that, he said they hearken not unto the Word. In other words, they didn't listen to it, Judy. It was just words that was coming out of Jeremiah's mouth and it wasn't having any impact down in their lives. Because we wouldn't hear it. How many times does the Word of God get preached? <coughs> How many times does God send a message? And i said this many times and if we truly take it for the seriousness of it, it's not Dean Rice's message. It's not Isaac Woody's messages. It's not all these other men of God's messages uh, that they've brought to church and pulled out of some file they had somewhere and they forget them that way, then they ain't getting what they need and the church ain't. But I'm going to tell you what, there's a message from God that gets preached from the pulpits of men that are willing to preach in the Spirit, willing to be led of God. And when them messages come by our way, we better hearken unto them. We better take heed to what God's trying to tell us. And God sent word of I over here in Jeremiah's day. And He sent it unto these people. And they wouldn't hearken unto it. And God let them know real quick that their enemies was getting ready to overtake them. And they was getting ready to be brought down. We better listen when God sends word. Because it's not frivolous. It's not just to take up time. But when God sends word, we better change some things in our lives. He knew right and he knew wrong. He knew what what to do and what not to do. But yet one day he stayed back when everybody else got in the battle. And he got his eyes on another man's wife. 
and he got the looking down her owner and got the lusting after. He got the calling for her, and he brought him on up into his house. He laid with that woman and committed sin in his life, and then spent the rest of his days trying to cover his sin up until the word of God found that man one day by a man of God by the name of Nathan that was willing to preach the truth unto him because he loved him. God sent the word by his way. And you know what David done? He hearkened unto it. If we'll hearken, if we'll listen when the word of God comes by our way, David got to pray in that 51st Psalm. I can't even tell you how many times I've preached from that very scripture since God called me to preach. You know what God wants out of us? Repentance. He wasn't wanting to destroy David. He wasn't wanting to destroy Judah. He wasn't wanting to destroy that place. You want me to tell you what? God didn't want to destroy man. God didn't want to kill man. God wanted community with man ever since the beginning of man. And ever since man sinned and disobeyed, God's been trying his best to draw man back into communion with him. He didn't want to destroy David and so he sent the word by his way. He don't want to destroy us, David, today. He don't want to destroy us, Kim, today. So you know what he's doing, Tommy? He's sending his word by our way. You know what we better do, Cheryl? We better hearken unto it. We better listen. I got more to get to you. Let's just hang on. We go through this life. I bet told you that's talking about Sunday school to them young know, about tribulations and troubles and trials that we go through. We're going to face them, Daniel. We're going to go through them. And it's our choice how we go through those. We can go through them with peace in our life. We can go through them suffering through them with no peace, no happiness, no joy at all to be found in it. You know what he told them over here in this day? He said there in that 10th verse, he said, Moreover, I will take from them the voice of mirth. What is that, preacher? That's rejoicing. That's gladness. That's happiness. You turn your back on God and you go against what He's telling you to do and what's right in your life. And you know what He's going to do? David prayed for some restoration in his life. David prayed restore. In other words, give me something back, Lord. Lord, I lost something in my life when I sinned against You. Lord, I lost my walk with You when I turned my back on what I know was right. Lord, I lost some wonderful things in my life. David lost the voice of mirth in his life. Because his choices, because his decision, he got some things taken away from him. 
Concerned about their lost. They get unconcerned about everything else. The only thing they're concerned about is trying to get happy and trying to get joy in the world. Chasing everything they is, coming in and going, trying to get happy with it. And I'm going to tell you what, they ain't no happiness in the world. He said, the way of a transgressor is hard. Take away from them the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness and the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. It's joy and mirth, ain't they? What happens when a bridegroom and a bride comes together? What happens, Gail? Next thing you know, there's joy because there's the voice of a bridegroom and a bride bringing forth a child. You want to know why people ain't getting saved in our churches anymore? You want to know why we don't hear about it every week, Darlene? You want to know why the gospel ain't breaking out? Hey, it ain't COVID. It ain't sickness. It ain't the things, uh, a lot of the things that we blame it on half the time. It's because people won't hearken. 
sound of millstones you know when you hear a millstone what is a millstone that's where they grind out the grain that's where they get they get the they get the flour for the bread you know what when millstones is getting grinded you know what that means that means there's been some harvest taking place that means there's, there's been some grain that's got brought in Hey, it's got to to the garner. They, they've been, they've been, they've been getting the, the wheat separated from the chaff. That means there's some things that can be made so that the church can eat on. If we ain't hearing the sound of the grinding of the millstones, there's something wrong. That grinding gets it right down what you call to the knee gritty, don't it? It grinds out and it separates. And it breaks down to where it's fine enough to where a man can pick something to eat out of it. We're losing that. It's got taken away in a lot of our churches. Where the Spirit breaks it down, Isaac. And you know what that grinding does? It gets down and it gets to work. And that's two stones is what that is. And if you've ever seen millstones, they've got little ridges cut through them. And what it does, it gets them two stones against the grinding, Bobby. And they get to turn it against each other. And then you know what brings forth that flyer? 
that's good for bread. You want me to tell you something about churches anymore? They ain't nobody wants to get under a burden. They ain't nobody wants to carry a load. They ain't anybody that wants to get down under the millstone, Tommy, and get ground down just a little bit. And the way that we can bring forth flour for bread. That's good to eat. We ain't willing to go through a thing anymore. You know what we want to do? We want to run the angles and just pick it up. We want somebody else to do the grinding. We want somebody else to do the planting, the harvesting. We want somebody else to get to breaking up the trash, Shandy. We want somebody else to do all the work. And let's just go get it off the shelf. Amen. We want the preacher to be ready on Sunday. We want the Sunday school teachers to be ready. But what have we done? How much grinding you done? How much planting you done? How much water has got done? Yeah, God will give the increase. But I'm going to tell you what. You remember doing some planting and watering yourself in your car. We don't want to get under the load, Isaac. Ain't no sound millstones no more, Barbara. Them old, when you're on the rises, they get on the knees for somebody. And Farmer Wilson's, I've seen that man come into church sometimes and ain't nobody know what he's carrying. I've seen him hit an altar and ball his eyes out before. Under a load, under a burden. You've seen it through men that stood in this pulpit. And long before I ever came, that was willing to get down and get the millstone that's grinding in the life. But you want to know something's got taken away from us? I'm going to tell you something, church. There's joy in the burden. There's joy in the burden. Yes. It may seem like some suffering going on for just a little while. But I'm going to tell you what. Boy, when you get to eat and get good bread that come from the flyer, that come from that grain, it's worth it. Oh, it is. But you want to know what in our churches?
When's the last time you had gladness in your life? When's the last time you had the voice of the bridegroom and the bride? Jesus Christ himself in the church of the living God. When's the last time that was the true joy in your life? And it wasn't how much you had in the bank. It wasn't what you was going to get to do tomorrow. It wasn't anything but hoping that you was going to come in here on a Sunday morning and see somebody get up out of an altar with salvation on their life. There's been a few things got took from us, church, and it's about time we got them restored. Preacher, I thought we'd been doing good. We do better. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't never going to arrive. But we need to be striving. David was a man after God's own heart. Lisa, he joined. He had gladness. He had joy in his life because of his Savior. Yeah. When he lost that, Suffered in mourning. He wandered around. You know what? He lost some things in his life. He's a little old child. Got took from him. There was joy. Got took from him. There was happiness. Got took from him. He didn't have the voice of mirth no more. David, David got the the, or, or the, 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 the the ark of God brought back into the camp. You know what he's a doing? Why he was a singing, he was a dancing, he was a rejoicing because the glory of the Lord was getting back where it needed to be. How long has it been since you've been dancing and a singing for the Lord? And I ain't talking about fifty carnal dancing. I'm talking about spiritual dancing. Mirth and happiness down in your soul. How long has it been? I'm afraid that some things did take him from us. I walk in your house, Mark, and I snatch that little girl in your gut and I go running out the door. Are you just going to sit back and let me have her? No. walk in your house and take something that's precious to you, you know what you're going to do? You're going to want it back. Yeah. Yeah. If it means anything to you, how much does the Spirit of God mean to you? How much does the power of God mean to you? How much does it mean to me? Am I willing to pray? Restore it, Lord. Give it back. I promise I'll handle it better than I did before. I thought as I was studying about this things right here. This is this last part of this. Sound of the millstone and the light of the candle. You know what you can't do? You can't operate in darkness. You can't get one thing done, Kim, in the dark. Well, there's no light in the candle. You don't want to get took from you. You don't want to get took from me, Barbara. My mirth, the voice of mirth, the gladness in my life. The voice of the bridegroom, the voice of the bride. The sound of the millstone. 
life than nobody else. We say to this, Savannah, when we lose some things, I read where this woman over there, she had some, she had some, some, some pieces of silver. She lost one of them, did yeah. Over the book of Luke. Yeah. You know what she done over one, Isaac? She lit a candle. You know what? Maybe she'd had that candle that she wouldn't have lost that piece of silver to start with. You know what she done? She realized I'm going to need some help soon. I'm going to need some help finding what I lost. And you know the biggest thing she needed in her life, Daniel? She needed the candle lit. You want your gladness back in your, you want your mirth back in your voice? You want your gladness back in your life? You want the bridegroom and the bride, the voice of them back in your life? You want the sound of the millstone back in your life? Get your candle lit. Hey, preacher, how in the world do I do it? There's an altar up here that's got fire on it. All you gotta do is get that candle stick in it. There's some things we're going to have to get to remembering in our lives. Book of Revelations, he says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write these things, saith he, that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake has labored, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, don't you understand something more about that? Nevertheless, you may have some things you once did in your life. Sometimes you once stood strong for God. Sometimes you once had mirth in your voice. Sometimes you once had gladness in your life. Sometimes you once heard the voice of the bridegroom and the bride. Sometimes you once heard the sound of the grinding of the millstones. But you know what? He said, nevertheless, just because you once done something, don't give you a right to quit. Just because you once had something, don't give you a right to lay everything down. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Amen. I believe those things got taken away from some of us. I believe we were woman back, Jack. Oh, no, something. Oh, place runs over my head many a time. I was sitting back a prayer room during revival. And I saw a man that got under a burden with the church, under a burden in his life. And I said, he come piling in a prayer room before service one night. He said, I need you, church. I need you to pray for me. You know what that was? That's a man that had lost some things in his life. He wanted her back. I would to God that we get to realize what's got taken from us. And we get to walk back.
restoration that God give us some things back that we have allowed to get taken because we wouldn't hearken unto the word of God God ain't some mean God that just takes just for what you suffer he only takes because you'll learn who actually gives you everything you've got Tell this little old story. Back when Jake was a young boy, and I don't say this to be mean towards him, he's a kid and he's learning. I really wanted to buy him because I know how much he'd like it. His little, his rifle. And I told him. Keep acting up like you're doing. I said, you're getting ready to lose something you didn't even know you were going to have. You know what he kept doing, Tommy? Doing what I told him you better not do. You know what? It broke my heart early in ball. And I didn't buy him that gun. I ain't bought it for him to this day. It's still a gun that, that I'll never get him. Not because I'm mean. Because I told him so. But he still in this day doesn't know which one it was. He missed out on something that he could have enjoyed. But this day he doesn't know how good it could have been. You know what we do since down here at the church? We come down here and God's got a blessing just awaiting on us. He's got a blessing that he's been desiring to give to you. That he's been wanting you to have so well. And he sends message after message. And he tells you. And he tells me. You better hearken. You better listen to me. You're going to miss out on a blessing. He won't listen. He's a bad enemy, but my son's grown up. God saved him when he was 18 years old. And I pray he continues to bless his life and help him along life's way. He's just like me, he's just like you. He's made a few bad decisions. He's lost a few things. But you want to know what? Just because we have lost a few things, don't mean we can't repent. Don't mean we can't get back in after the Lord. He said, nevertheless, I've got a few things against you. You've left your first love. Well, why? Why? Does he give us another chance? I'm going to understand it, you know. Love. I'm reason that little woman lit that candle. She realized how precious. When you made it, you realize how precious. Lost one. She realized how precious it was. She lost one thing. You know 
how to lose this? She's allowed to light her candle. Lord, let her get to sleeping. Good God, we get our candles lit. We get to sleeping again. We get to looking for what we lost. Yeah, maybe you once was something. Maybe you once did things. There's no words in this to quit. I told you I mentioned my fastball this morning, 99 years old, preaching from his back in the hospital bed at 99. Just because he's 99, he didn't have nowhere to quit. Just because he preached, I'm telling the messages. Just because he <laughs> spread the gospel through a couple of different states. Didn't mean he had nowhere to stop. Didn't mean he had nowhere to give up. You know what meant something to him? He didn't want to lose some things in his life. No doubt somewhere along the way he got a few things taken and he knew what that felt like. He realized I better have my candle lit. You know what you don't want? For your candle to go out. It's one thing to lose your, your, your mirth and your voice. It's one thing to lose your glass. It's one thing to lose all the things I see. Your candle goes out. You talk about darkness. You talk about a miserable place. You can't find the light of Jesus Christ in your life. But you know what? When God sends His Word out, He's giving you a chance to harvest. Remember therefore from whence thou hast fallen and repent and do the first works. Listen, or else I will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of the place except thou repent. You remember over there in Eli's day when the house of God was getting treated to look bad? Eli, Hophni and Phineas was just a handling everything in the house of God recklessly. You remember when they went up against their enemy and the enemy took the ark of God and the glory of the Lord departed from that place. It was a mournful day. Even men's wives bowed and gave birth to a child and died and named that child Ichabod. The glory of the Lord has departed. You let your candlestick go out. You let it get withdrawn from you. And you ain't never seen misery in this life. Like you'll ever see. And he said, quickly, quickly. God shows you in your life that you got something you need to get fixed. Do it quickly. Do it quickly. Don't put it off. Be like David, restore. See, this is something, when you remove something, it gets taken away. Your gladness, your mirth, all of those things can get taken from your life. And that candlestick can get removed from you. people locked their doors before they left the house today. I did. 
people in here got your money in a bank. You think it's secure. Yeah, he's going to take one of these little children right here and just leave them sitting on the streets of Asheville up there and come back to the house. That's the thing that we will protect them. Because they mean something to us. Until we get down here at the house of God, we better get to protect them. Because they can't get taken from us. They can't get removed from us. We better hold them close. We better get back to our first love. We better ask God to restore that in our life. Go back to that time, Dad. Yeah, when we give you life to Go back to that time, Bobby. Get back to where love entered your life. When Nelson Oliver wrote it, the Lord come into your heart. thou hast that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans and which I also hate he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches to him that overcometh will I give to eat 
of the tree of life which is in the midst of, of the paradise of God. They still go if you've got an ear to hear. There's some things that can get taken from us if we don't want to hearken. Jeremiah's day, they didn't want to hear it. And they take you captive by Babylon. They took them into bondage. You know where they ended up? Down by the river. song, your mirth, your gladness. It can get taken. It can get removed. The life that was once in your life <coughs> can get taken. You know who needs to see it? This lost and dying world. You know who needed the help of the church when Hoffman Phoenix had let the church of God get in disarray? They needed a church. They needed some people that took God serious. They needed some people that could bring joy and knew what to do with that ark when they took it into the battle. They men didn't even know what to do with what they had in their hands. You know what? They died down there in that battle. The glory got took by the people of God. I'm going to tell you something. There's something I think I know about a few of us in here. We know how to get serious with God. How long has it been since we've done it? Why, who needs that? There's a little Howie. There's a little Elijah. There's a little old brother sitting right back there. There's two little men sitting right there. You know what they need? Yeah. They need the church to have some mercy in its voice. Some gladness in its life. The bride and the bridegroom's voice. Stone, the sound of the millstone getting ground. And they need the light of the candle. It can get patronized quickly. Quickly. I don't care, son. I know you're preaching the gospel and I, I confidence you in it. I felt the spirit in your messages. But I'm going to tell you something. It can get taken from you. It can get taken from me, Daniel. something about God if you get to acting wrong he'll tell you if you get to doing wrong he'll let you know why because you're his and he goes on over into this and he says as many as I love I rebuke and I chase be zealous and repent he don't, he don't get on us Judy for meanness he gets on us because of love why Baby, he don't want to take from us. He's given us some things. Daily, he loads us with his benefits. 
You think he wants to take that from you? No, he don't. But do you think he will? Yes, he will. Because he loves you that much. He don't want you dragging his name around. He'll take it from joy. He'll take your happiness. What I do, preacher, read that 51st Psalm. Read Revelations. Repent quickly. Pray, Lord, restore. Give me something back. David just didn't pray restore. He prayed create in me a new heart. He didn't just want restored back, Daniel, what he once had. He wanted that, but he also wanted some new things in his life. Get an order somewhere. Pray, God, restore what I once had. But create in me some new things. Lord, where I won't be on the rooftop looking at another man's life wife anymore. I want a new heart, Lord, but my desire is going to be focused on you and keeping the gladness, the mirth, and the happiness over what you set me over. That's what the Lord laid on her heart this morning. That's love. That's love from God right there. You know what Daddy always does? For the most part, he warned me before he got a hold of me. He didn't, he did not lay down some rules and guidelines in my life and just beat me when I did something he didn't like. No, he usually he told me, here's what you can do, here's what you can't do. You know what we got? We got 66 books of what we can do and what we can't do. And if we're saved, we got a spirit down on the inside of us. Yeah. He don't just jump on you for nothing. He said, if you know to do good and do it not, it's a sin. <coughs> what teaches you what's good and what's not? If you're born again, it's the spirit down on the inside of you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Living that on the inside of a child of God, the Spirit of God, which knows what's right, which knows what's wrong. And there's times that I've disobeyed that Spirit. Some things I'm probably still paying for. There's some things God's taking from me, no doubt. But I need to know what they're going to be. I've already lost nothing. through tribulation, just be patient. You can gain some experience in your life. You've got hope. You know what that hope will do, Aubrey? It'll make you no shame. You'll be willing when the next trial comes up to stay with God. No matter how hard it gets. No matter how rough it gets. I thank the Lord for His Word this morning.